Hello and welcome to the Flathead Beacon Podcast. I'm Andy Viano. There's no special guest on this week's show, so you'll have to deal with just me, but that doesn't mean you should skip this week's cover story in the Flathead Beacon, especially because it's actually five cover stories. Our annual Great Outdoors issue is on newsstands now, with pieces about the best places to get out and paddle, the best apps to use to navigate the outdoors, the surging crowds in Glacier Park, and much more. And there's no shortage of other news in this week's issue as well, and I'll get to all that in just a moment. But first, my weekly reminder that if you like this show and the work we do, please consider joining the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Everything the Beacon produces, from our paywall-free website, to our weekly print edition, to our quarterly magazine, Flathead Living, to these podcasts, is available for free, even though, of course, none of it is free to make. So if you have a few extra dollars lying around, consider chipping in to secure the future of our company and help us to continue to cover the Flathead Valley from all angles. Membership in the Editor's Club starts at $5 a month. Sign up today or get more information at beaconeditorsclub.com. All right, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days as of 9 p.m. on Tuesday, June 30th. The coronavirus is surging in Montana, with the two largest new case totals in a single day coming on Monday and Tuesday of this week. 56 confirmed cases of COVID-19 were reported on June 28th, although that came on a day when the state completed more than 6,000 tests, by far the highest single-day total. One day later, on June 29th, another 49 cases were reported in Montana, this time out of around 2,100 tests. The state has averaged more than 32 new positive cases per day in the last week, and there are now more than 300 active cases of COVID-19 around the state. In Flathead County, 16 cases are currently active, including one non-resident. Governor Steve Bullock addressed the spike in cases at a press conference last week, saying, quote, if we don't do things right in Montana, the virus can get quickly out of hand. Bullock went on to urge residents to stay home if they are sick, wear masks when social distancing isn't possible, and to isolate when asked to do so by local health officials. In other news, the Blackfeet Nation has extended the closure of its border with the east end of Glacier National Park after an outbreak of coronavirus cases on the reservation. The regulation, announced on June 25th by the Blackfeet Tribal Business Council, prohibits travel between the park and the reservation for the remainder of the busy 2020 tourist season. The move cuts off access to the two medicines, St. Mary and many glacier areas from the east. Blackfeet health officials this week announced they had found evidence of community spread on the reservation after nine new cases were discovered on Monday. Tribal authorities have also instituted a 14-day stay-at-home order and closed restaurants for in-person dining, among other rules. Elsewhere, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled on a case that originated in Kalispell on Tuesday, siding with three women whose children attend Stillwater Christian School and who argued that a 2015 Montana law 
allowing those who donate to private school scholarships to take a tax credit should also apply to religious-based schools. The ruling brings an end to a years-long battle over a complex issue, and advocates on both sides of Tuesday's decision said the move could have wide-ranging impacts in the battle over public versus private education and in broader religious freedom cases. The particular issue brought to the court out of Montana stems from a state Supreme Court ruling that struck down the original 2015 law, asserting that it violated the state constitution's prohibition on direct or indirect aid to religious schools. The U.S. High Court ruled in a 5-4 decision split along ideological lines that the Montana court's ruling violated the parents' religious freedom to send their children to whatever schools they prefer. In other news, a federal appeals court upheld a $3.1 million reward for a Columbia Falls man who sued BNSF Railway for wrongful termination. Zachary Wooten sued the railway in 2016 after he suffered an injury at the Whitefish Rail Yard and was subsequently fired. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals unanimously rejected an appeal by BNSF of an April 2019 ruling by Judge Dana Christensen in U.S. District Court in Missoula. Wooten was a conductor and performing a roll-by inspection of another train when he suffered severe and disabling injuries. And finally, a grisly scene was discovered in the small town of Olney on Tuesday morning when Flathead County Sheriff's deputies found the bodies of three homicide victims inside a home there. The victims, who had not been identified by authorities as of Tuesday night, included an adult man, adult woman, and a three-year-old girl, all of whom were stabbed to death. A fourth body was found about a mile from the crime scene with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. That man is suspected of committing the triple homicide, and is the father of the three-year-old girl and estranged husband of the dead woman. Olney, located about 20 miles northwest of Whitefish, had a population of less than 200 people as of the 2010 census. Remember to check out flatheadbeacon.com for updates on that story and many others, and to read through all five of our cover stories as part of this week's Great Outdoors package. And while you're there, browse through our archive, enjoy any Beacon podcast you may have missed, and learn how you can support the work we do as part of the Beacon Editors Club. Until next week, thanks for listening.